0: Hey Courtney. Hey Sasha. What do witches put on their bagels? I don't know, Hex kinda sounds like locks. No. Oh. But good guess. Thank you! Scream cheese! Oh. It's spoop hour.
1: listeners thanks for tuning in this is Spoop Hour a, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies with sultry radio voices find for us all on, you lovers out there find us on the internet at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram email us at spoophour@gmail.com at gmail.com if you have a spooky story or a real-life incident you want to share or any questions comments if you just want to chat <laughs> Press one to speak with Courtney. Press two to speak with Sasha. <laughs> Press three to speak with Waluigi. Wah. All right, I can't do that voice no, anymore. No, I can't do it either. Ugh. Anyway, we did it for longer than I thought we could. Me too. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Anyway, Spoop Hour. All of that other stuff is true except for the pushing one for Courtney, pushing two for Sasha. I yeah. made that up. But so, yeah, send us stories. <laughs> yeah, do it. We kind of have a listener story today. Oh yeah. Yeah, kind Can of you read it. Yes. Anyway, we were contacted by Teresa, one of our lovely listeners. A real life friend. Yes. And one of our Patreon backers, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. But she reached out to let us know that she went to the second most haunted lighthouse in the UP last year. Oh. So on our last episode, we talked about lighthouses, and we talked about the Big Bay Point Light, which is arguably the most haunted lighthouse in the Upper Peninsula with our cantankerous keeper ghost. Mm -hmm. That's in Michigan. Yep. Mm -hmm. And she went to the Eagle Harbor Lighthouse. She looked it up after listening to our episode, and this is a picture of her and her husband at the Eagle Harbor Lighthouse. (laughs) And she found out that it's super haunted. (gasps) And she sent me a story of it. It's basically somebody like was in the Coast Guard in 1975, Mm -hmm. and they were stationed at the light station Eagle Harbor. And basically, the ghost mostly just like fucked with their alarm clock. Oh, so that he was like he kept reporting late, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, commanding officer," but like the ghost keeps fucking with my alarm clock, and it made me laugh really hard because it's it's, so funny. One, thank you, Teresa, for sharing that story. It's very funny. I love you. Oh, Oh, also, a guest at the lighthouse claimed once they saw a man in a plaid flannel shirt who had no face.
0: Yikes. I don't like that at all.
1: No, I like the one who fucks with your alarm clock more. But I do like this cookie I'm eating. So the cookies came from, we have an amazing listener based out of Canada who heard our ghost story about Mr. Christie's son's weird sex closet secret mistress who now haunts the family home. And Rebecca, thank you. The cookies got here. They look beautiful. Sasha's digging in. They are Christy Collection Maple Leaf Maple Flavor Sandwich Cookies. Flavor spelled with a U. And on the they other were. side of the
0: box, it's all in French because Canadians do everything bilingually. Save high. Yeah. When you brought the cookies down, it was just like the most amazing smell. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that you didn't open it until today. So I would that, have eaten all of them. And there would be no cookies for me.
1: No. I'd be like, they were really good. Mm. Pretend you had one. Mm. And then I'd kick you in the face just to add insult to injury. They're so good. They are really good. Thank you, Rebecca. I do enjoy, though, that
0: you shared a photo of it and comment. In the Snack It? In the Snack It Facebook group, and someone was like, these cookies are related to ghosts?
1: One person was like, are you telling me these cookies are haunted? And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're h- here from the Snack It, shout out. Speaking of, we're having a little hodgepodge collection of things. Snack It, holiday season. We're having an off-season Snack It right now. Specifically for holiday snacks. Yeah.
0: Last year's off season snack, it was fictional snacks. Yeah. So based and the on like, wrong literature. One,
1: one, so that's fine. Which one won last year? Butterbeer. Oh, butterbeer, yeah. It's too sweet. Bullshit. Bullshit. Like, sorry. Uh-huh. Bullshit. Literally everything else was a better choice. Scooby snacks. It makes a cowardly dog solve crimes. Come on, guys. Uh-huh. Anyway. This year, we're currently at the final four. When you're listening to this, the championship bracket was posted yesterday. Mm -hmm. But the final four right now are mini Reese's Peanut Butter Cups versus Christmas-shaped sugar sugar cookies. And then on the other side, it is s'mores versus Reese's Peanut Butter Eggs. Mm -hmm. We're staring down the barrel of a Reese's v. Reese's matchup. And we both like Reese's. We do. Another thing. That being said, neither of us wants a Reese's v Reese's matchup. Although. Although eggs would win.
0: Eggs would win. And I, in my voting this week, I voted for sugar cookies and s'mores because I feel like there's a really solid chance that we're going to see Reese's versus Reese's mm-hmm. because of people who have voted the opposite way of me who were like, I want to see the world Reese- burn yeah. and voted Reese's versus Reese's. Yeah. But I like what you were saying that Christmas cookies might actually. Pull I think Christmas it off. cookies
1: is going to pull ahead. Mm hmm. Because of people like me who love Reese's, but I really have fond memories of Christmas Christmas cookies. cookies Mm -hmm. Because, like, I am now the person in my household who makes the sugar cookies, Mm -hmm. and... You you have the control of the cookies. I have control of the cookies. So, one, dinosaur shakes, which is a little homage, because, like, part of my tradition is I like to watch all of the community Christmas episodes Mm -hmm. while I make cookies. And as we all know... In one of the Community Christmas episodes, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, it's a claymation special, Mm -hmm. wherein there's a remote-control Christmas pterodactyl, and that's all I want in my life, is a remote-control Christmas pterodactyl. So because of the remote-control Christmas pterodactyl, my Christmas cookies are the standard shapes. So you have your gingerbread men, you'll have your Santa Clauses, you'll have your snowmen, you'll have your candy canes, and then you will also have dinosaur shapes. So there are also pterodactyls, T-Rexes, and some sort of stegosaurus, Mm. because... Fuck it, why Which not?
0: Also, the matchup that was Gingerbread Man and Gingerbread House. Yes. Like, I get that why both of those were on the Christmas section of the thing. Yes. But a gingerbread house is not a snack.
1: Oh, I voted for Gingerbread House because I don't really like gingerbread, but I like the concept of gingerbread houses. Also, well, that's more the thing. I really men.
0: enjoy making the gingerbread house. Yes. But I leave it out all season, and also my hands were all over it. I'm not eating that shit. I love eating things that Sasha's hands have been all over. We did a gingerbread house making thing for professional development at my school a couple uh-huh. years ago, where instead of doing professional development, we made gingerbread houses. Great. With the time that we would do professional development. You professionally but, developed your skills as gingerbread architects. Right. But, like, we were all using communal bowls of candy. Oh, no. And so, like, the candy you're sticking Little balls on. Little bowls of the flu, Right. So, every candy piece that I put on there, I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not eating this gingerbread house. It's just going to be decoration. So, that's why I was like, I looked at that and I was like, oh, gingerbread men, like, That was my vote. See, again...
1: No contest. If I'm going to buy a gingerbread product, it's going to be a gingerbread house. Because, again, I don't like eating gingerbread. Mm. There is no world in which I will buy gingerbread men because I don't like them. This has been very civil snack at discourse. It really has. Right now. We've gotten a lot There was a lot of yelling
0: earlier upstairs. It's
1: true. Because we got tasked with a secret project with Snackstar, which, like, mad props to the Snackstar... I really the snack love. czar
0: is doing a great job. He's
1: amazing. He's like, doing
0: great, sweetie.
1: We're very proud. We're like proud mothers. Yeah, we're like weird proud moms who also get really mad at what our snack son is doing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like I will. I will like. Pat him on the head and be yes. like, I love you, you're doing great, but also what the
1: fuck? But what the fuck is wrong with you? And sweetie, I could not be more proud of you, but what the fuck? You're doing a great job. Don't listen to haters, but also fuck you. Mostly <laughs> I'm sad because my favorite holiday snack that I think could have taken the whole thing... Is not on it. So out of spite, I went out and I bought fucking Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. That's right, motherfuckers. They're in stores. They're Ooh. so good. I like the chocolate kind. Those I, are the best ones. Little I them Debbie's at is
0: always too sweet for me, but I love looking at them. Like the, the like the cute yeah cute, the cuteness that is Little Debbie snack cakes are well, just amazing.
1: Anytime I try to eat, it should any, have been on the bracket. It should have been, but you know. We'll yeah. take it up with our son later. So, <laughs> our no, son's it's got, snacks are. Meanwhile, the snacks are is like uh, unsubscribed. <laughs> Um So, I love. I generally, whenever I try to eat a little Debbie snack cake, I end up being like, "This sounds great," and then I'm sad that it's not a Christmas tree cake mm. because genuinely, the only ones I really like are, are Christmas the Christmas trees? tree cakes. Mm. Like, I think as an adult, my palate—I'm over thirty now. My Mm. palate has matured to the point where the only little Debbie cake I like is the Christmas tree cake. But I could eat Christmas tree cakes all day, every day. So, anyway, I bought a box. It's been a great time.
0: I will say, shout out to Christmas cookies for making it this far. It's
1: true. as As the Christmas
0: representative. Yeah. But... Everyone who voted against eggnog can what? kiss my butt. What
1: happened to you?
0: <laughs> because eggnog is delicious. It's really good. What we were thinking was someone forced you to drink a tall glass of eggnog. Or
1: which, even if they didn't force you to, as a child you were like, oh this is good, I'm going to pour a big glass. Yeah, you, eggnog is meant for small
0: increments. Yes, like you, you want have a, a little small snifter glass of it. And you put a little what, brandy or rum? What the do you little put? booze of your choice. A little booze Bourbon. of your choice. Bourbon. And then... Throw some shit in there. Have a little sip-sip. If you delicious. don't drink, just have it and straight. And you know, they only sell it during the holiday season because it will ruin it. You will ruin yourself for it if you drink it all year round. It's just,
1: you have a little baby taste of it. So, the other side of the bracket, the reason why I didn't vote for s'mores is one, because eggs are the best shape of Reese's. Mm-hmm. And so I... F- voted for them with full confidence. And two, I'm still not over the fact that s'mores beat fucking Apple Cider Donuts. What's yeah. wrong with you people? It's fine. Apple Cider Donuts deserved
0: better. Poor I voted out. for s'mores over the egg again because of the whole Reese's matchup. Yeah. But then also, like, we just bought a fire pit for our house. Uh-huh. And we had a sm- little bit of, like, a s'mores, like, eating thing when my friend came back to visit from his, like, medical internship. Whatever. he's He's a doctor. Yeah. At- in upstate New York now, and so he came down to visit, and we just like sat and made s'mores. And it was, I don't necessarily like s'mores. I like the act of making s'mores with my friends. I'll eat one, I'll let everyone else have everything else. It's the sitting with friends and toasting marshmallows part that I like. So I voted for the part that I like, but apple cider donuts deserved better
1: i put this comment in the snack it mm-hmm. so if it gets published you i'm tipping my hand is what my snack it username is even though i already told it when we did our mini mm-hmm. set snacks are but i put in there i was recently bitten by a llama mm-hmm. at a wedding near the s'mores bar which is true the s'mores bar it was, was right me. by the incident That poor llama. This, that's now the second worst s'mores related incident to happen. that llama ruined a lot of things for you it did Including llamas. As I pointed out, I realized when I was emailing the Snack Star about the secret project mm-hmm. we were tapped into, <laughs> we're calling it a secret project. When the championship p- posts, we'll, you'll, we'll you'll talk know about what it is. Yeah. But go vote in the championship if you haven't. We've probably retweeted it from our Twitter account, mm-hmm. or you can find it if you just search the Snack It online. We mm-hmm. have a website. But as I pointed out to the Snack Star, ironically, that llama is named Chocolate Chip, which is a Snack It competitor of yours. Yeah. Fuck that llama.
0: Actually, I was just thinking, the my doctor friends who live in upstate New York who came down to visit and we made s'mores together, earlier this fall, Jack and I went up to upstate New York to go hang out with them, nice. and we went to a apple orchard, and we had really delicious apple cider, and we bought so many fresh-baked apple cider donuts, and they were the best donuts. Maybe not the best donuts I've ever had, mm-hmm because I definitely do have a definitive ranking of what donuts are my favorite in the entire world. Off-season snack at donuts. Off-season snack at nothing but donuts. but, but donuts. Um, I mean, I could make my own bracket. That's just mine. That's just donuts.
1: We all could. Um,
0: but they were delicious. And so apple cider donuts, rest in peace. I love you so much.
1: I was so distraught at their losing to s'mores that one, I'm still mad at s'mores. <laughs> and even though I like s'mores, yeah. like I braved going near the llama again to actually get a s'more at that wedding. <laughs> And motherfuckers, once again, beelined to the fence to fucking bite me again. But I was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna make a s'more, and I'll spear you if I fucking have to." But I didn't. It's fine. Animal cruelty, Courtney. Yes, but it was there, very like, cruel of that animal to bite, bite you. Me. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Good night. I was. Oh, I <laughs> I pinned a bunch of recipes for apple cider donuts. Ooh, I love it. I was like that moment in The Simpsons where they get kicked out of the all-you-can-eat seafood restaurant. And then they sue it for not providing all-you-can-eat, and Marge goes to testify, and he's like, Mrs. Simpson, what are you doing? He's like, Mrs. Simpson, what did you do after you got kicked out of the restaurant? She goes, we went home. And he goes, Mrs. Simpson, may I remind you that you're under oath? She goes, we drove around looking for another all-you-can-eat-seafood place. And he goes, and then? And she goes, we went fishing. So that's, that's basically what I did, but with apple cider donuts. So, pour one out for apple cider donuts, go vote and snack it. And that's been your snack recap with Spoo Power. I love it. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes, I have developed a very strange form of precognition. Oh, good. Also, I saw a really scary spider earlier in the week, but I was too scared to take a picture of it because it was very scary looking. <sighs> and I didn't kill it, and it was gone when I came back to the house. So, anyway, I might have to burn the house down. Oh, good. It's fine. So, by very specific form of precognition, of course, one part of it has to do with Hosier, who, when you're listening to this episode, Wait. I saw him last night. Yes, you did. Kisses to bog my, man. my beloved Bogman, who is younger than you. Why do you have to bring that? Up? <laughs> like, why are you like this? Also, he's an immortal we found in a bog, so he's, so like he's like a trilion years I was gonna old. say, He's Sasha, older than you. He's older than the concept of time. So, like. Stay in your lane. He knows Nessie. He, I bet he knows Nessie. I bet he and Nessie are buddies. Yeah. <sighs> I should bring him one of the Krypton patches. You should. And just like throw it on stage and be like, don't ask questions. <laughs> anyway. So, one of the precognition powers. Lately, I've been waking up. I haven't been listening to, because I'm like over my really stressful period at work. I'm no longer doing my coping mechanism of listening to the same song on repeat. I'm no longer doing that. But I am still listening to a lot of posier because I have to be ready for this concert. Right. Lately, I've been waking up with a Hosier song stuck in my head, and it's a different one. It's, like, once or twice a week, and it's always a different one, and it's usually one that it's, like, it's not one that I've compulsively listened to over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, a random one, and I'm like, oh, how strange that I would have as it was stuck in my head because that one's not one of my favorites. I like it, but it's not Mm -hmm. one of my favorites. And then I get into my car and I hit play on my iPod and the song finishes and the next one to come up is is the one that's stuck in my head. And that has happened like five times. That's bananas. So that's one part of my precognition. And part two is yesterday I went to dinner with my Jack and it's a small restaurant because it's D.C. and a lot of Mm -hmm. restaurants are small. Sure. And some people came to sit at the table next to us and this woman almost hit me in the face with her backpack while she was sitting down Which is super cute and not horrible at all. Because, again, like, it came within, like, half an inch of hitting me in the fucking face. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, then she went to get her food, and when she came back, I look up, and I'm like, oh, great. It's the woman who almost hit me in the face with her stupid backpack. I don't like her. And then she missed her chair and knocked over a glass and broke the glass everywhere and fell on the ground. Oh, my God. I don't know what kind of weird form of power I have, but I was like... Oh no, and I felt so guilty for hating her the second before she fell that I helped them clean up the glass. Wow. I don't, what? I don't know my own power, Sasha. What happened? I don't know. Oh my god, I but will we leave the never rest cross life. you. You shouldn't because apparently I'll make you do something embarrassing and Papa. Like, I don't know. She was okay. Yeah. But like, I literally like, she like held my hand while she got up because I was like, oh my God, are you okay? And like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, how did I do this? What's happening? That's (sighs) amazing. (laughs) Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Not so much spooky, but, okay,
0: <laughs> one was that, this was, I think, last week, or the week, but, well, I don't even know what day it is anymore. But any
1: of us, it's two, Saturday.
0: While I was grading stuff last weekend after World Audities, or last last week after World Audities Expo, and, like, during my teacher work day and everything, like, I needed background noise, and something that I knew I wasn't going to be super invested in, and so my favorite thing to put on for background noise is usually Game Grumps, as long as it's not a game that I really want to, like learn oh. more about, so like, I I had, I was cleaning at one point and put Man of Medan up um, oh. for their like, Halloween Grumps episode series, and then ended up having to stop it because I was like, oh, I'm doing other I'm things, like, I actually need to like, watch the Man of Medan stuff, because I watched the end of the game as my brother played it, but I did not watch the beginning, so I was right. like, okay, I need to watch them play it, but instead I decided to go through all of their spooky Halloween collection, which includes lots of horror games, sure. and watch them play horror games, sure. and I wouldn't say that it was a mistake, Because in the moment, I was like able to focus on my work, and once in a while, look at the TV and be like, "Ha! What the fuck? Those polygons look terrible!" Like because you know it's like really old, like, Terrible video games or like indie things. I guess that's a monster, right? Like especially when like the game glitches and you're like, "Ha! I'm gonna shoot in the dick!" Right? (laughs) And so, so it was funny, but then I had like nightmares about it afterwards. But classic us. We last weekend, Jack and I started playing Death Stranding, which is Hideo Kojima's new game, Mm -hmm. and it's has spooky moments. But definitely, like, is not so much on the side of horror, but mm. I definitely am trying to count it as, like, one of the spooky games that I'm, like, kind of playing and kind of into right now, because there are black, slimy things that come out of the ground and come get you, and there's, like, death and life and other worlds sure. and all of that. And so that's not, it's been permeating my brain, so I've been having, like, a lot of death-stranding nightmares. I don't know how to classify them. because You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I well, don't know how to classify my precognition power. Yep. It's lots, of, lots of Mads Mikkelsen waking up with Mads Mikkelsen on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not attracted to him,
1: but this is one of the things where it's like, I have friends who are, so yep. I'm like, I'm not going to take it away from one anyone. Of, one of my
0: favorite tweets this week was, Mads Mikkelsen is equal parts cryptid and boy band. <laughs>
1: so um, I saw that and I was like, I like this, but... Again, doesn't do it. Doesn't for me. do it for you. But, right, leave me to my bog man, and I'm fine. But I will. Uh, I do want to talk about this tweet
0: that I did find this week as like a spooky thing. So this author named Meg Ellison, she won the Philip K. Dick Award. She, I think, her big big book out right now is called The Book of the Unnamed Midwife. But she tweeted that her husband is staying at an Airbnb this weekend, okay. like a couple states over, and. He sent her a photo of the rules, because as we watched Instant Hotel, there are rules at Airbnbs. If you stay in an Airbnb, you know this. Here
1: are the rules you're expected to comply comply by. Yeah, and like,
0: have fun, drink a margarita.
1: You have to drink a margarita, because otherwise, why are you staying at our uh, our Instant Hotel? And it's like, bitch, you can't make it in. It's
0: called called Margaritaville. Why wouldn't you drink a margarita?
1: We think margaritas are the answer to everything. Anyway. Our one Australian listener is like, fuck you. (laughs) I,
0: I do love that instant hotel the most though. I would want from to, that season. From that season, I would want to stay in that one with a bunch of girlfriends with and girlfriends, drink a lot yes. of margaritas. Yeah. And camp out in their backyard and yeah. everything. You know? I want
1: to stay in the house that ultimately won that yeah. season. Oh yeah. that house was fucking gorgeous. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: That that the first place winner was excellent. Yeah. yeah. Also do- they
1: all got mad about taking care of the cats at that one Airbnb, but I'd be like <gasps> Right? Like that time that yeah. the lady at the World Oddities Expo let me hold her dog. Yeah. So these are the
0: house rules for this house. It is written in the, what, Creeper font? Yeah. Yeah. So off to a good start. <laughs> house rules written in Creeper font, which looks like it's serial killer handwriting. Yeah. Kind of looks a little, It's like, like a thinner version drippy. of our
1: official font. Yeah. So think that.
0: Yeah. So house rule number one. Okay. If you use a dish, please wash it.
1: I can't abide by that. Fuck this instant hotel.
0: All right. Rule two. If you hear noises coming from one of the vents, like skittering or scratching, or the sound of someone breathing, just ignore it. She's perfectly harmless. Rule number three. Don't like that. Smoking is fine as long as you do it outside or on the patio. Rule four. If someone knocks on the door, feel free to answer it. However, if you hear the doorbell ring, do not answer it or look through the peephole. My apartment doesn't have a doorbell. Rule number five. (laughs) If you have pets, please review the pet policy. Number six. This is rare, but you may wake up in the middle of the night with the feeling that someone is watching you. If this happens, just stay calm and don't look at the foot of the bed. Eventually, the feeling will pass and you can go back to sleep. I don't like these. Rule number seven. Please don't leave food out overnight. Fruit and unopened snacks are fine, but anything else could attract ants. Rule number eight. Feel free to explore our beautiful complex. Just be sure to stay away from the west side dumpster between 10.30pm and 1.23am. Does it belong to the raccoons then? S- something lives over there and most encounters occur between those th- those hours. Number nine. You may meet a tall, friendly stranger while walking around the complex. Feel free to chat with him, but do not, under any circumstances, invite him into the apartment. Number ten, you can park under any of the uncovered spaces. Do not park under any of the covered spaces. If you do, you may be towed. So there's a Airbnb, and can we stay in it? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> like people, are, she, like she said that she was waiting for more dispatches, and she tweeted this twenty four hours ago. And so oh, I'm just she like, has more dispatches. Not pulling out. And so I'm just like pa- patiently waiting, like girl. Weird. Where's the rest of this? Where's the rest of this? And then someone retweeted it and said number eleven should have been do not under any circumstances read these rules. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was that was the spooky thing that I read this weekend. I guess another thing we we talked about this on the Riverdale Bon Con Boncon. Bone Cone for our Patreon. So we're doing episode recaps of Riverdale wherein I haven't caught up on this series and Courtney is explaining what happens to me because I don't care about spoilers because everything that show is batshit and I don't believe anything that happens. It's true. I could have um, made all
1: of that up. She you could have literally made everything know. up.
0: Chad Michael Murray puts himself in a rocket. Like, okay.
1: I had that sex but, dream once.
0: I'm just kidding. I never watched One Tree Hill. But there was something that I said that was the Chekhov's... We're gonna Chekhov's...
1: Yeah, we're Chekhov's rocketing.
0: Rocketing the, my comment about the, um, the, Simpsons. the Simpsons cult yeah. leader. This week... Uh, In my IB classes, we were doing, like, controversial statements and, like, staying on different sides of the classroom, if you agree or disagree. Yeah. And in both classes, at least once, I had to look at a student after they said something super insightful. Because we haven't started reading – they started reading Beloved right after this discussion. Oh. But they said something super insightful about the statement on the board. And I looked at them and I had, like, the whole class, I said, do y'all know Chef- Chekhov's gun? And they were like – no or yes or whatever, yeah. and so I had to like explain the concept to it. And I said, okay, so we're gonna take you know, that girl, girl, comment. We're gonna Chekhov's gun. Her <laughs> right just now. What she right said. Right there. I said so. Get to hang it on to that. Don't forget what she said, but also pretend like we like it's it's over there. It's just on the wall. That's amazing. Both classes. I had to do that this week, and amazing. so now my Abby kids know about Chekhov's gun. Good. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about this week? We are talking about. Wiccans. Wicca! And then also, like, witch stuff and all that. We talked about witches a few episodes ago. Yeah, little, we did yeah. a while ago.
1: We touched um, on it a little bit.
0: Yeah, but we've got Wiccans today. Yes. So, since we're
1: talking Wicca this week... Do we have a game? We do have a game. Since a we're game. talking Wicca this week. This game is called Sound Familiar? Up! Uh, yes. I'm going to read you an animal, and you're going to tell me if it sounds like it could be someone's familiar... And this is going to be based on historical accounts slash documented Oop, familiars whoop. only. Okay. So if you are a Wiccan in real life and like a red panda is your familiar, I'm very sorry. But you should maybe blog more and then I would have used it in this game. Uh-huh. Or the other option is it is not a familiar, it's just a random animal that I picked. Okay. Real quick, if you aren't aware of what a familiar is, we've talked about it a little bit, but here's a quick and dirty definition of it. Familiars are supernatural entities or maybe demons/fairies depending on who you ask that assist witches in their spell casting and general magic. Per Wikipedia, since the 20th century, some wiccans have begun to embrace the concept of familiars due to their historical ties to older forms of magic. So the idea is that it's a supernatural being that takes the form of an animal yeah. that then assists the witch or the wiccan. And
0: Jack and I were talking about this a little bit ago about like, you know, cats are common familiars, but we truly are their familiars. That's we true. do all of their bidding. We do.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's funny you should say that. First of all, shout out to AncientOrigins.net, IcySedgwick.com, PendleWitches.co.uk, and WitchesLore.com because we're going to kick this off with an easy one. Alright, let's do it. Cats, sound familiar? Yeah. Familiar! Familiar! This is the one we all know, obviously, but I do want to quote IcySedgwick.com, who put quote, anyone who's ever owned a cat knows how difficult it is to get them to do anything, making them a poor choice to carry out demonic chores. And I like that. It's like, yeah, good luck making a cat do fucking anything. Duck. Sound familiar? Yes. No. No! Ravens, owls, and falcons are more likely to be bird familiars.
0: Oh, you know what? It was the witch thing about the floating.
1: Yeah, I that's put it in there. Also, if you weigh the same as a duck, you're probably a witch. Shout out to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That,
0: that's why I was thinking it. Yep. But I don't know. I think the goose from the goose game would be my familiar.
1: Hold on. We're going to check Ov's goose that. We're going to check that. Goose. Goose the yes. mantle. Dogs sound familiar? No. Familiar! Okay. If you're more of a dog person and a Wiccan, you're all set. But sadly, oh. because both get. This is a sad fact. Yeah. If you don't like animal cruelty, go ahead and skip ahead like 10 seconds. Both, because both cats and dogs were believed to be familiars during one of England's witch panics, a lot of them were slaughtered, oh, no. and that may have helped increase the prevalence of the Black Death, because oh, God. cats and dogs killed the rodents that were bringing the plague in. Idiots! If you kill all the cats and dogs. Stupid. I put in my notes, congratulations, you played yourself, yourself by being an animal-slaughtering superstitious you know, d actually
0: earlier today when I was... Like, just reading different things about, like, common misconceptions about Wiccans. Yeah. There was one that was an interview with, like, a Wiccan, and she was like, yeah, I don't actually wear the color black. I love hot pink and, like, yeah. purple and, like, bright colors. And she goes, and I don't have a cat. I have a golden retriever. <laughs> that golden retriever could be her familiar. And that, yeah. And so, yeah, I should have said yes
1: for dogs. That's okay. Okay. Now you know. Now I know. Hairs and rabbits sound familiar? Hairs like H A R S. Yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why I put and rabbits.
0: I'm I'm thinking because I have friends who are like like kinda witchy and spiritual and who have rabbits, but I don't want that to like color my
1: Yes? Sound familiar? Familiar! Okay. cool. Famously, Elizabeth Demdike, who was one of the witches in the trial of the Pendle Witches in 1612, which is one of the most well-known UK witch trials, mm-hmm. mostly because they were, like, obsessively documented. Ooh. Like, there's a ton of historical accounts. You can, like, spend all day reading about the Pendle Witches because they wrote down every goddamn thing. That's, mm, I anyway, love that. Anyway, Elizabeth Demdike confessed to having a familiar called Tib. And Tib usually took the form of either a black cat or a hare. Isn't there a cat in like
0: a Disney movie or something whose name is Tib? Probably. Probably. I know I've I've heard of another pet named Tib before. I'm just now I'm thinking about it.
1: I'm gonna stick my feet under your blanket cat because my feet. feet are cold. Yeah, no, get in there, girl. Okay. <laughs> Sheep. Sound familiar? No. Nope. This particular livestock is just fluffy.
0: Aw. By the way, shout out to Wooloo! I'm playing Pokemon Sword, and it's cute. <laughs>
1: That's a big old yoo hoo to Wooloo. Wooloo! I named my Wooloo Lou. Let it never be said that we're nerds with only one interest. We're nerds with many, many interests. interests.
0: Also, I caught a Yamper,
1: and I evolved it, and it turned into an also good
0: dog. And it's yellow and electric, and it does lots of good shocks and stuff.
1: Good job, Yamper. It wins lots of battles. I love Yamper so much. (laughs) That's been Pokemon Hour. (laughs) (laughs) There's some bone cone for you. We'll list our favorite Pokemon. Right. (gasps) Spiders. Sound familiar? For your sake, I'm gonna say no. Familiar? Oh, that sucks. Fuckers. <laughs> the spider's ability to spin and weave is believed to help witches cast spells. Uh, yeah, so I it's believe like that. You spin a web, you spin yeah. a well, whatever. Fuck it's spiders. too bad.
0: I wish like if you liked spiders, I bet this would be a
1: lot more fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's fine. I'll just steer clear of any witch that has a spider as a familiar. I'll be like, you are not my kind of person. Aww. Goodbye. Llama. Sound familiar? No. No. As I put in the game, they are just horrible assholes who bite people for no goddamn reason. (laughs) I'll never be over that. And I don't have to be.
0: You you can heal in a timeline
1: that makes sense for you. Exactly, which is never. (laughs) I saw a tweet the other day. I think you had retweeted it, and it was like, what are some of the grudges mm-hmm. you've held on to all decade? And I'm like, girl, it would take like eight tweets because I am a petty bitch with a lot of grudges. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of my worst character features is that I'm very prone to grudges and I have to fight that impulse in myself. But I will take my llama grudge to the grave. Fuckers. Anyway. Ladybug. Sound familiar? Sure. Nope. Nope. No. dang it. Though ladybugs are believed to be a mark of good luck. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. But they're not inherently belonging to magical people. Nope. Okay.
1: A human. Sound familiar? Only if you're a werewolf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you have someone doing your bidding during... or not werewolf. Sorry, vampire. vampire. And they're doing your
1: I did bidding during all the day. what we do in the shadows. Okay, I need it's to finish. Yeah, fun. It's very funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so only if you're a vampire is familiar. So you're going to say no? I'm going to say no. Yes. No.
1: I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm gonna, The part you don't see is I always, like, make, like, a face at Sasha, because I'm trying not to indicate what the right answer is. Anyway. It's a familiar. Okay. Okay. Likely a ghost or just a demon in human form, but Bessie Dunlop, a woman tried for witchcraft in Scotland in 1576, said that she would seek advice from, quote, Tom Reed, an honest, well, elderly man. Accounts refer to him as her human familiar. Interesting. But it's believed that he's probably a ghost or like a demon. We, so one of these things that we did with the IB students this week
0: was, one of the statements was, uh, ghosts are not real, they only exist in stories. And I think I've told you about this yeah. every single year that I've done this. This year's comments, there were some students who brought up religion, mm-hmm. and not just Christianity, but there are all like Buddhism. Nice. And like ways that, or yeah. they talked about like, oh, in my culture, like, an- you know, your ancestors are yeah. like a really important thing. And we, I talked about like my family's like Obon and Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. And like that, and then I mentioned this is the year that I like actually have started mentioning to my students that I have a podcast. But I was like, <laughs> no, my my old roommate and I have a paranormal comedy podcast, and like I'm I'm the one who like wants to believe, and she doesn't believe in ghosts, I and don't. they're all like, I oh my god, I just don't, right? And so one of the one of the kids this year brought up the thing about like ghosts not being really ghosts, but demons who are. Acting, uh, who are basically bad actors, who are manipulating people to do something else, Mm. and so like when you say the human familiar is like guy, yeah, it kind of felt like that, and I was like,
1: oh, interesting. Genuinely, I think this is like the fifteen hundreds form of that guy's not from this town, so obviously he's a fucking familiar demon, and not just like I don't know, it's an old man from like three towns over, Mm -hmm. whatever. I wish Um, I had recorded
0: that ghost discussion with my students just for like bonus content for this because they they had some really interesting feedback about that Mm -hmm. and then I had a lot of questions afterwards. One of my students and I talked about astrology for a little bit afterwards, (laughs) which is good.
1: All right, manatee, sound familiar? No, no, they're mermaids. (laughs) 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 Uh, Salamander,
0: sound familiar? It's an ingredient. Not a familiar.
1: Familiar! familiar. Because Because salamanders salamanders have excellent vision and hearing, they are believed to be very perceptive and resilient, which is a boon to witches. Eye of newt. Yeah. Newts can also be familiars, but I figured, yeah, I didn't put them in here. I thought about it, but then I was like, they're too close to salamanders. Gerbil, sound familiar? No. Good, it shouldn't. (laughs) While mice and rats are sometimes referred to as being familiars, these particular little plague carriers missed the memo. Oh, dang. Yeah. Ferret. Sound familiar? It, Christy has familiar. Um, uh, no. Familiar! Christy oh, does, does, does have a familiar! familiar. I can't. Oh my God. If you have a ferret as you're familiar, you will be embracing its quick reflexes and excellent ability to find things. What
0: I love, though, is people have asked her if she's Wiccan before. Yeah,
1: I know. And now it's like, bitch, you bitch, are! Bitch, you, you have, have a ferret. have a great. Goose. Sound familiar? Check, check, check out Goose. Honk, honk, bitch! Yes. Nope. No, dang it! They just terrorize unsuspecting villages. Swans have been familiars, though, thanks in part to the druidic belief that swans represent the soul and thus can assist the human companion in traveling to the underworld. Honk, honk, bitch. Honk, honk, bitch. Badger, sound familiar? Yes. Nope. And honey badger, don't give a shit about Uh, it. I put that one in because I was trying to think of animals. Because at this point I'd read a list of a lot of familiars. And so all the animals I was thinking of were ones that were on the list of familiars. And I was like, no, I can't think of any other animals. So I was thinking about like, what are British animals? Because there's a lot of witches in Britain. And then I thought of the Zigzagoon has a British form now in the new Pokemon. Hufflepuff. Uh, Yeah. Is a badger. Is a badger. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Bear. Sound familiar? No. Familiar! Oh, what? This is a strong and tireless familiar that will mostly serve as protection for the witch who chooses it. And that's the game, Sound Familiar? I mean,
0: I fucking love bears, and I would want to have a bear as my familiar because it's big and strong, and I'm not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God.
1: Anyway, that's the game, Sounds Familiar! Mm-hmm. All right, so I have... A real quick and dirty Wicca history. Mm -hmm. So, wikipedia, history.com, britannica.com, and england.prm.ox.ac.uk were very instrumental in the assembling of these notes. Wicca started its rise in the early 20th century, which is surprising because I assumed it was older. Mm -hmm. It is not. A nature-based pagan religion partially influenced by Druidism and pantheist-slash-polytheist-slash-atheist practice, it became popular with what Wikipedia calls, quote, secretive covens, consisting of 10 to 15 people. These covens were pretty exclusively in England, and they mostly read historical accounts of witch trials, And something called the Witch Cult Hypothesis, which is a now discredited theory that suggests that the witch trials were an attempt to suppress a pagan religion that survived despite the spread of Christianity in Mm -hmm. Europe. We now know that the witch trials were mostly a way to oppress anybody different, especially if they were a woman over the age of like 40. Mm -hmm. But the idea with this theory was that all of the women that they picked were practicing this pagan religion Mm -hmm. and they were like, we can't have that shit, Mm -mm. which... Part of it was born out of a fear of paganism, but these women weren't actually doing the paganism, so they yeah. sort of got retroactively applied to this paganism because of this theory. Meanwhile, we have Christmas coming up in a little bit, and yeah. that tree
0: is pagan. A lot of Christmas this is pagan. pagan. Holiday December, pagan. Pull and... your finger out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry, Cri- Christmas. <laughs> Merry Krampus.
1: To us all. One of the people most influential in the rise of early Wicca was British-Egyptologist Margaret Murray, who penned such works as The Witch Cult in Western Europe and The God of Witches. She wrote those in 1921 and 1931, respectively. Mm -hmm. She even wrote the Encyclopedia Britannica entry on witchcraft in 1929. Murray was a passionate folklorist with an interest in the history of witchcraft, Even though her Murray's theory was the witch cult explanation for the trials, and that's, you know, discredited, her work impacted early Wiccans to the point where she is now known as the Grandmother of Wicca. Oh. The most important aspect of Murray's account of early witchcraft is that she believed the original witches were benevolent practitioners. Mm -hmm. Mostly they were involved in helping fertility issues and supporting their communities rather than cursing this or hexing that. Yeah. Unfortunately, her positive spin on accusations of witchcraft did not make her super popular in the academic community. Mm. Her fellow scholars mocked her witch enthusiasm and claimed she would try to cast spells in a saucepan to reverse academic appointments she did not agree with. Leave her alone. Also, that's kind of funny. <laughs>
0: that's actually kind of funny, that's and it just makes funny. me think of the, our movie. Our favorite movie. What, we do in the shadows? No, 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 the other movie that we like. Witches Brew. Witches Brew.
1: Yeah! Right? It was professors and yeah, <laughs> all of that. they just liked it. They just, like, yeah. fuck you. They also thought she had a quote-unquote myopic view of Egypt, which is probably t- true, but to be fair, like, every British Egyptologist from the 1920s had a myopic view of Egypt. Yeah. Like, that was, that was how Egyptology worked. Yeah. Is it's just like, I'm only gonna focus on the spooky parts and not on the fact that this was actually a thriving civilization. I'm gonna put my white person spin on it. <laughs> anyway, Murray continued on writing that witchcraft likely had minimal correlation to the paranormal or supernatural and that it was mostly just a matriarchal religion mm-hmm. composed of different rituals to promote fertility and things like that. Yeah, sure. My personal verdict is that she's a problematic fave because obviously she was a British Egyptologist so she did and thought a lot of problematic things. Uh-huh. But like her witchcraft thing is just like harmless and yeah. like she was proposing, like, maybe we shouldn't vilify women who are different and who maybe worship a female god.
0: With regards to her witch stuff, leave her alone. Yeah,
1: with regards to that. With regards to her problematic Egyptology, by all means, means. go ahead and criticize. That's fine. Anyway, Murray eventually joined England's Folklore Society Mm -hmm. in February 1927 and served on its council for two years. Mm -hmm. But during her time with the society, Murray influenced someone who would become an even more prominent figure in Wicca a man by the name of Gerald Gardner. Ooh. Gardner was a retired English civil servant who spent most of his life in Madeira and British Malaya, which is now Singapore and the Malay Peninsula, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of different countries. Inspired by Murray's theories, Gardner published Witchcraft Today in 1954, and guess what? The 1950s shit their pants. <laughs> they were like, "Ho oh, fuck. Fucking witches? What the fuck? Witches. Anyway. Oh, in, God. In Witchcraft Today, he coined the word Wicca, Although he spelled it with one C and said it was derived from a Scots English word meaning wise people. Oh. But he's the one who coined the term Wicca, as far (laughs) as I can tell. He also claimed to have met some surviving members of the hypothesized witch cult. (gasps) So ones who weren't rooted out by all the witch trials Mm -hmm. in early times. He even claimed that one coven, the New Forest Coven, welcomed him with open arms and initiated him into their membership in September 1939. Ooh. Gardner then took it upon himself to spread the good word of Wicca to the world out of fear that the witch religion would die out otherwise. Oh my God! Which, yeah, kind of makes sense. Mm, yeah, it wasn't huge, right? It was just getting its footing. Yeah. In 1946, he formed the Brickett Wood Coven in Hertfordshire, mm-hmm. serving as the High Priest alongside High Priestess Edith Defoe Woodford Grimes. And she was also allegedly a member of the New Forest Coven. Sorry, Hertfordshire
0: is in importance of Interness. Oh! Yeah, and also her name was Defoe? Defoe. But no E. But oh, I okay. assume she had a giant metaphorical dick. Oh, I was going to say her, her ancestor would end up with a big floppy wiener. Big
1: floppy wiener. He added the E to distance himself from it. Anyway. <laughs> That's been Willem Dafoe's penis hour. Dafoe would eventually leave the coven in 1952 out of concern that Gardner's quest for prominence and publicity Mm -hmm. would turn the public against Wicca, which is a pretty healthy concern given how historically witchcraft has been treated. Yeah. She was maybe right to be like, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. Anyway, inducted in her place as high priestess was Doreen Valiente. And during her tenure, Gardner wrote the Book of Shadows, which is a charmed term, and also apparently based on a thing that was in real life. It's a collection of Wiccan spells and rituals, which is true and charmed as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, watch Charmed with me. We talked about Charmed
0: for a little bit in our bonus episode with the Patreon Riverdale recap. recap. Yeah, so check yeah. out our
1: Patreon and you'll get that <laughs> bone cone. Anyway. Also, during Valiente's time as High Priestess, the Coved shifted away from worshipping the Horned God, mm-hmm. which was originally proposed by Margaret Murray in her theory, was the idea that there was this Horned God, mm-hmm. who was kind of like Pan, yeah. who's like a fawn has curled horns and whatever. Sure. And also the Mother goddess Goddess, they went from worshipping both to going more, like, all in on worshipping a Mother Goddess, okay. rather than worshipping mm-hmm. the Horned God. After that, Wicca kind of blew up, Mm -hmm. first moving to Scotland and Ireland in the 1950s, then spreading to most English-speaking nations. It became particularly popular in Australia, Mm -hmm. thanks in part to the nation's familiarity with Aboriginal culture. Mm -hmm. Basically, they were primed for religions that weren't Christianity because they had seen firsthand those things, and even though they horribly oppressed the First Nation peoples, they had seen it before, so they were like, oh, I, I yeah. recognize this. This isn't scary. Yeah. When the new pagan, the new nature pagan religion rolled up, they were like, g'day, we know what you're on about. And it even came to the United States, most likely thanks to Raymond and Rosemary Buckland, mm-hmm. who were English expats who were close with Gardner. The Bucklands founded a coven in Long Island, New York, which is where the What We Do in the Shadows TV show takes place. So I was like, hey! hey. Or they're on Staten Island. They're on Staten Island, but, Island, but close, but close enough. enough. Yeah. Anyway. They based their practice on Gardner's Book of Shadows, Mm -hmm. so it was very much a Gardner-influenced Wicca. Yeah. Later, the coven would be run by a couple called Theos and Phoenix, and under Theos and Phoenix, they greatly expanded the Book of Shadows. Like, Mm -hmm. they added a bunch more shit in there. It became, like, the definitive listing of, like, all possible spells, charms, hexes, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck. All of it, in the Book of Shadows, ultimately to be in the CW's Charmed. (laughs) From there, Wicca took on a life of its own, and non gardnerian forms of the craft spread across the country. A bunch of different versions of Wicca sprung up, particularly in the 70s. -hmm. In the 70s, there was a rise in Dianic Wicca, which was a combination of Wiccan practices and feminism founded by Hungarian-American Susanna Budapest. Okay, it makes sense
0: that they named after Diana. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and
1: also, like, Mm -hmm. mother goddess, feminism's like... I like God, that idea. I Let's fucking that. do this. Let's do that. Matriarchy. I love that look for love me. Love that look. This started in Los Angeles and focused exclusively on the concept of the goddess, okay. unsurprisingly. Yep. Most covens of Dianic Wicca were exclusively women, and some were even more exclusively lesbians only. Aha. So it was like a safe space to love all the women you wanted. Like, fuck all y'all. Sadly, I couldn't find an account of if it was just cis women or if it included trans women, women. as well. Hard to say. Could not find an account going either way. Mm. But they had lesbian clubs, so like, respect. Club club for lesbians. Club for lesbians! You also had Six Wicca, which is spelled S-E-A-X, and I looked up the pronunciation online, so hopefully I said it right. This was founded by Raymond Buckland. Remember him? Yes. Like, two minutes ago? Yeah. He abandoned his Garnerian Wiccan practice to form a new one that followed the same structure but incorporated Anglo-Saxon pagan icons like Odin and Freya. Okay. And Six Wicca was much less secretive. So its founding book was called The Tree, uh-huh. and it had all of the rituals, and it was published at large so everybody could practice it. Fascinating. The Book yeah. of the Book of Shadows, unsurprisingly, was very secretive, mm-hmm. so they, it was very much like a, you gotta be inducted into the coven first, mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll let you look at our book. Instead, they were like, yeah, I have a copy of The Tree. Okay. By all means, learn about Wiccan. Come on board. We'd love to have ya. Hmm. In modern times, Wicca has been featured in pop culture, like yep. things like The Craft, Sabrina mm-hmm. the Teenage Witch, Charmed, yeah. Practical
0: Magic. When you said The Craft earlier with like Lower C
1: Craft, yeah. I was like, huh, The Craft. They do actually, yeah. like according to Wikipedia and a couple other sources. wicca Wikipedia. Wi- ha! Wikipedia, I love it. I was referring to the other one w- that you E-pedia. didn't give money. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that Wicca, like a Wiccan Wikipedia exists. But if it does, hit me up. <laughs> I'm interested. Anyway, if you'll notice, all of those pop culture things kind of happened in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Like, for some reason, I think it's because Wicca kind of gained steam in popularity in the U.S. during the 70s. And then coming out of all that 70s, you then got the big old dose of the satanic panic in the Mm -hmm. 80s, where everybody was afraid, like, Satan worship in our schools. And so that kind of fear became combined with the, like we know Wiccans are real, and then that kind of churned together to put out all of this pop cultural material. Yeah. From, I was going to say, like, for the Malgoths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For the Malgoths, for the people who were like, I see society flipping their shit because they're afraid of witches. What if we made a movie about two witches who were also sisters? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera.
0: Well, and then you get the new kind of modern age uh, interest in Wicca and witch stuff and, you know, crystals at Urban Outfitters. Yeah. And, you know, like, every Etsy is selling, you know... Planchettes for your Ouija board. Yeah. And, you
1: know, like, what if has a $60 crystal you can shove up your yes, ass to prevent cancer? Yeah. You know, that kind like, of thing. All of that. That's, mm. Unfortunately, most of the pop culture representations, actual Wiccans were not thrilled with. Yeah. Which, I mean, we've all seen Charmed, I'm Sure. Yeah. It's not exactly the most accurate portrayal of their religion we kind of gave it the hollywood voodoo treatment where it's like this has nothing to do with what it actually is yeah but it makes for a better and more exciting movie so we're gonna go with that and then creates misconceptions yes so Mm -hmm. the actual wiccans are like we don't love this yay but with the rise of the pop culture depictions also came more widespread interest in the practice which Mm -hmm. is always true like when the show switched at birth was on abc family a lot of people got more interested in learning sign sign language because they were seeing it depicted on TV and they were like, this is interesting. I'm down with this. Same kind of deal. There even came a teenage version of Wicca that some traditionalists call Mm Wicca-lite. And that came out of a result because some traditional practitioners of Wicca don't allow people who are under 18 to practice it or join a coven. Mm -hmm. You have to be 18 and up. So... Naturally, we know about teenagers, they're curious, they're maybe a little rebellious, they're Mm -hmm. interested in things that aren't the way their parents did them. So they hear about Wicca, they get interested, and then actual covens are like, sorry, son, you must be this old to ride this ride. Yeah. And so, instead, they created an alternate version, which really focused on more of the lifestyle aspect rather mm-hmm. than on, like, the religious ritual aspect. Right. So that's kind of where you get your, like, crystals and urban outfitters, et cetera. That's yeah. kind of, like, springing out yeah. of the teenage version of Wicca.
0: And, like, I mean, I collect tarot decks, now, Yeah. like, because I have a big interest in that, yeah. you know. And so, like, I, I understand that wanting to be, yeah. like, the curiosity and everything that comes with that.
1: Yeah, and finally, in our quick and dirty, mm-hmm. like, 15-minute history of Wicca. In 1986, Wicca was officially Mm -hmm. noted as a religion in the eyes of U.S. law, thanks to the court case Detmer versus Landon. And so now it is officially a religion.
0: Yep. And And that's Wicca. Yep. And so a couple of just misconceptions to clear up really quick. One, Wiccans and witches are evil. Not true. They have negative connotations again because of historical precedents yeah. and just a lot of hatred. Wicca basically opposes the use of negative or harmful magic anyway, and they discourage people from hurting others physically or emotionally. That like makes sense. Part of like a lot of their beliefs is not on hurting people, it's about like like being Good and being, you know, like spiritual and everything, right? Yeah.
1: And like remember yeah. when we did curses, mm-hmm. we talked about the traveling witch's guide to am I ready to curse somebody? And almost all of them the answer was no, no you're, not. you're not. You should not do this. Right. They
0: they believe in an ethical guideline called the Threefold Law, which oh. is that whenever a person wishes upon someone else, returns to them three times over. So again, that whole, are you ready to curse someone? You probably, you probably aren't. Are
1: not. Also, I'd like to say Dear Wiccans, I did not wish ill on the woman who almost hit me in the face with her backpack. I genuinely was just like, ugh, this bitch. I didn't want anything bad to happen to her. <laughs> I didn't wish ill on her.
0: And like you said earlier, <laughs> there are people who think Wiccan is an ancient religion, and yeah, it's not. It's not. And so even though there's, you know, sects of it that have the, you know, pagan paganism. They have ties they to have old, ties school old school, school stuff. It's really, it's really not that old. 120 years. For, again, like you said, the 1986 recognition by the U.S. government, Wiccan is a real religion. Yes! The New Jersey Department of Education actually recognizes eight Wiccan holidays, including Mabon, which marks the beginning of autumn and is celebrated September 23rd, and excuses oh. Wiccan children from attending school on those days. That's my grandma's birthday. Um, another misconception is that Wiccans worship the devil. Because they're often confused with Satanists, but they don't believe in the devil. The concepts of devil and hell are part of Christian theology and have not existed in the Wiccan religion. They also believe in many gods and goddesses, Mm -hmm. right? That you're basically putting Wicca in the same category as Buddhism or Hinduism as Mm -hmm. a polytheistic religion. Wiccans do not sacrifice animals. It's a nature-based religion, and they followers are encouraged to respect all living things. Mm -hmm. So when they do make sacrifices or offerings to their chosen deities, it's usually bread, fruit, wine, flowers, like like nice nice things things that wouldn't have had to be killed um, for the offering. Witches love animals. If so. I were a
1: deity, I would love for somebody to like be like, here's a bottle of wine. I'd be like, Thank you. Enjoy your good Here, luck.
0: Here's cheese and flowers. Great, that's like, all great, I want. Excellent.
1: What a charcuterie
0: board for me? Thank you. I made a really dope charcuterie board for dinner last night. God damn it. I know, I'll tell you about it later. I
1: got one of those like pre-made ones mm-hmm. at Target, because like my appetite only just came back mm-hmm. this week after being sick. So like I went to Target and I was like oh my god, I'm actually hungry. And I saw one of those, like, pre-made charcuterie things, and I was like, I really want to eat that. I'm going to fucking ride this train all the way to charcuterie town. When Last Friday when I went to Trader
0: Joe's to find the cat yeah. advent calendar, I ended up buying f- four different kinds of cheese. Nice. Brie, a goat cheese with cranberries, like, in it, a gouda, and then, like, a, a cheese spread. Yeah. And then I got salam, like, um, like a log of s- sausage to, yeah. like, cut and then, like, two different kinds of crackers. Nice. And that's what Jack and I ate for dinner last night. Oh, and I got some, like, jellies and grapes and put nice. that all together. It was really good. All right. So, Wiccans love animals. We never harm or kill them in our rites or spells. Blood sacrifice of any sort is against our law. That eye of Newton, toe of frog stuff is nonsense. What and that's part according.
1: That is the guano. Right.
0: And that's according to the Wicca handbook. The conce- misconception that Wiccans have a dark Bible. Um, they have. They the book of shadows, and they may make one for themselves or pass one down from teacher of the faith to their students. Mm -hmm. But the book of shadows is like a reference book, and it's not like supposed to be like a Bible. It's not going against Christianity or anything like like that. It's like it's like a cookbook, but for Wiccans. It's also referred to as a uh, grimoire. A grimoire, grimoire, yeah, a mirror book or a magical diary. Um, it's basically just a customized book in which a rec- Wiccan can rec- record information here she finds that's useful to practicing this faith. Not every Wiccan will have a book of shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm charmed.
1: Exclusively, the three sisters have it.
0: Yeah. But those that do fill theirs with myths, ceremonies, spells, and religious ritual instructions, prayers, herbal lore, personal records of dreams, you know, that kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. it's really just a book for them to keep with themselves as a guide. So, yeah, it's just really cool. I really want to look more into it. Not that I think that I would ever, like, actually be able to, like, commit to one thing. But I just, I find it fascinating. I find it something that I just want to know more about. Mm -hmm. um, Especially since I do have kind of a passing interest in... In that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm not a religions person, Mm -hmm. but I'm open to like various spiritualisms. And like, I'm the kind of, like, when I say I'm not a religion person, I'm not like, oh, you're an idiot. If you picked really... I don't give a shit what (laughs) you do. Like, just be nice about it. Yeah. Don't be an asshole is my religion. But. (laughs) This is one of the ones, like, Buddhism I also have a passing interest in, where it's just, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would necessarily practice it, but I find it interesting to read about. And I did actually get kind of overwhelmed when we decided on Wicca as our topic for Mm -hmm. this week, because I was like, how the fuck am I going to talk about Wicca? Because there's so So much. So much, yeah. Like, this can just be, like, our intro to Wicca episode. Yeah. But, like, we could theoretically do, do a more. whole month of wicca and still only just like scratch the exactly. surface. so if you're an actual Wiccan and you're like actually you guys left a lot out we're very sorry yeah we only but have tell us yeah tell, but us yeah tell us what email we should us. mention yeah you want to come on and talk about wicca with us great email us yeah
0: it's kind of like i mean i took a whole we both took a whole semester buddhist of buddhist thought. thought and we're not that, experts no not at all it only got me to like be able to articulate what it is about Buddhism. That my family follows yeah. and like what I like about it. I got it my, wasn't like, enough for me to be like, oh, I can talk definitively yes. about Buddhism. Actually,
1: that was a semester. Yeah, not
0: a half hour.
1: I can talk like my highlight reel of Buddhism, where I was like, I wrote uh, for one of the Nana Remos I did successfully. I wrote uh, like spooky story about. It, was a, hungry yeah, it yeah. was a combination of gaslighting and the concept of hungry ghosts because I was like, those are fucking spooky. I would argue those are the spookiest thing you can be in reincarnated into in that mm. particular sect mm-hmm. of Buddhism. Because the, there are other things that are technically worse, but I'm like, being a hungry ghost sounds like it blows. Yep. And then like, I can talk about pure land Buddhism, which is like Buddhism for the lazy where you just got to say one time and mean it like, I really need Buddha's help. And then you're whisked off to the pure land, you sit and you quietly burn through your karma and then you're done. <laughs> Love it. I love it. So, like, other than, like, passing, like, Mm -hmm. party tidbits where I'm at a cocktail party and I'm like, oh, there's a form of Buddhism where you just have to say this one magic phrase. (laughs) I'm not an expert on yeah. Buddhist lore. But
0: if you are a Wiccan or you have like a deeper interest in Wiccan um, than we do, like please let us know and like we'd yeah. love to talk to you about it. Yeah, come um, talk to us about So again, our So again, yeah, our email is spoophour at gmail.com. Yeah. Our social media on Instagram and Twitter is just spoophour,
1: one word. Um, yes. We'd love to
0: hear from you. And
1: if we said anything disrespectful about yeah. it, I don't think... We, we tried not yeah. to. If we did, we're very sorry. Please email us and we yeah. will issue a formal apology. Like, we did our best for, you know, two ladies who... Spent a couple hours researching, mm-hmm. not like dedicating ourselves to the study of Wicca. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Thank so. you for listening.
1: Thank you for those of you who listen, who are our Patreon supporters. Thank yes. you so much. We have a Patreon still. You can check it out: patreoncom Hour. all one word. You get a sticker at $1, at $3, you get access to bonus content, and then there's more rewards tiers where you get more shit. Holla! So feel free to give us money if you're already giving us money. Thank you so much. We're at the point now where we've gotten so many more patrons than I expected us to that I feel guilty taking people's money, but that's on me. So that's for me to work out in therapy, not for you to feel bad about. So thank you for being nice. Thank you, Rebecca, for sending us cookies. They are so good. They're really good. And there's more and we can eat more later. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And like, do your thing. Honk, honk, bitch.
0: Honk, honk, witch.
1: (laughs) Even though we live abroad, as women of Indian origin, we have a common thread that binds us together because of our strong cultural background. NRI Women is a platform for women to share their stories and experiences on various topics. Our podcast is about inspiring NRI women and their amazing stories. Some of the stories we've covered include growing up in a joint family in India, adopting a child as a single woman, and rebuilding one's life after the loss of a child. Take a listen. We hope you'll be inspired or learn something new. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora. And we're the voices behind NRI Women podcast. We're all heart. Just look for NRI Woman wherever you get your podcasts or find us at nriwoman.com. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. <laughs> I really want to call this episode Hong Kong <laughs> Witch. Hong Kong Witch. Hong Kong Witch. Done. <laughs> I'm going to cut our high five, but I don't give a fuck.